0: All right, basketball season is almost here, and the Illini are ranked in the first Associated Press Top 25 poll of this preseason, number 23. Scott Ritchie, how do, you, how do you feel about that ranking?
1: Well, they're just behind Michigan, so I'm sure Illinois fans will be thrilled. But it's three years in a row Illinois has been ranked in the preseason poll, so Illinois basketball is back.
0: All right, that's Scott Ritchie, who enjoyed a luxurious trip to Minneapolis-St. Paul last week. You can hear all about that on this latest episode of Inside Atlanta Basketball and what he thinks of the renovated Ubbin basketball complex that he got to see in person last week. All that and more right after these messages. Hi, I'm Paul Rudy, CEO of Rudy Wealth Management and host of Paul Rudy's On The Money Radio Show. Every successful investor I've ever met continuously acted on a plan. Every failed investor I've ever met was constantly reacting to current events. Welcome in to another episode of Inside Illini at Basketball. I am not Jim Rosso. This is Matt Daniels, the sports editor of the News Gazette. Pleased to be joined by Rod Farva here. Uh, Super Trooper, circa 2002. Is that when that movie came out, Scott?
1: Uh,
0: I don't know. I was in... I think
1: I was in high school, maybe. Okay. It was mid-2000s. All right.
0: It's Scott Ritchie there, our Illinois beat writer. Mustachioed. Yeah. For the occasion. He's got... Uh, Big Halloween plans, and he's going to be a fictional police officer, apparently. Yeah.
1: And I mean, one of our longtime listeners is the host of said party. So, Steve, you just got a preview <laughs> for what my costume will be.
0: Uh, got a lot to talk about here on a uh, mid October Monday morning. The leaves are turning. It's beautiful fall weather. It's cold here in Champaign today. We had a deep freeze overnight. Maybe it's because Illinois football and men's basketball are ranked for the first time together, I believe, in 20 years, Scotty.
1: I was in high school at that (laughs) point, um,
0: like a sophomore. Uh,
1: It's a long time, but the football team moved up six spots, to number 18, and the basketball team was ranked number 23 Mm -hmm. in the preseason poll that was released um, 15 minutes ago. So you're getting the news as it comes, but... Uh, Illinois was so I said number twenty three overall the third highest ranked Big Ten team though it's it's too Indiana low. well maybe Indiana was the highest ranked at thirteen and then I'm sure Illinois fans will <laughs> take this with a plum uh, Michigan was twenty second
0: ooh one spot ahead of the Illini that's uh, that's gonna rile up some folks
1: you know they might not be thrilled
0: apparently hunter dickinson is a new voting member of the ap top 25 didn't realize that
1: it's uh i mean it's what it is illinois was second in the big 10 preseason poll of uh, the the media but uh, preseason polls college basketball college football i mean college football is maybe a little
0: mm-hmm.
1: easier college basketball is like none of like well, I won't say Do you remember
0: of, where illinois was ranked last year in the preseason ap top 25 scotty Exactly, I do not. (laughs) (laughs) They were ranked. They were. Uh,
1: I couldn't tell you where. (laughs) Um, But it's not quite reached just throwing darts at a board stage. But with the transfer portal and how many rosters, even of the top teams, me especially the top teams, just turn over every year, it's it's a little tougher. There's nothing – I mean – Nothing concrete about hardly any of these teams. I mean, I think you know North Carolina returns a bunch, Gonzaga returns quite a bit, Houston returns quite a bit. There's uh, your top three.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and the next AP poll will come out in after, after the, the first, first week of the, of the season. season. So, so like f- November thirteenth, yeah, like no- four weeks, November fourteenth, essentially. So Illinois will have had two games under its belt by then. Yeah. Eastern Illinois and Kansas City, and then they get to host Monmouth that Monday, November 14th, when the, the next poll comes out. So probably not an opportunity to move up. No, really. two low major programs. Really, the only opportunity is to
1: move down. If you, Illinois somehow loses.
0: Well, yes. Obviously. Any they of those. Any, I don't
1: know. I mean, and they're low enough at 23rd that, like, if they struggle mm-hmm. and win, they're probably going to lose some votes. Does Brad Underwood care? I mean, no. (laughs) And, like, I get, there's always this conversation about, you know, rankings and, like, what do they really mean? But, when you're ranked, Mm -hmm. and, you use Illinois football as an example, like, I saw the Illinois Minnesota score on, the ESPN bottom line Mm -hmm. on Saturday night. Um, those are the the typically, you know, games that highlights get played from. Like, Mm -hmm. Your program is out there mm-hmm. a little bit more. You're getting a little more national attention. So in that way, I think there is value. It's and it, and <laughs> I don't I don't just say that because I vote.
0: <laughs> Where'd you have Illinois on your preseason top twenty-five, Scott?
1: I had them at nineteen. Okay, which I thought was reasonable. Mm. Kind of split the difference on some of the metrics that are out there, the preseason metrics that are also. Grain salt. Take them with what they are. There's a lot of last year baked into them still because there are no new games. But um, had them ahead of Michigan, at least.
0: Well done. Who'd you have number one? Scott? I didn't even have Michigan ranked. So oh, wow. They were like they were Just like throwing tw- some more shade there. They Dan were like 26. Like I sort of got to watch out for Jawan Howard in the handshake line. Although I saw he and Greg Gard posed together at Big Ten media days and everything seemed fine.
1: Yeah, but Greg wasn't the one he threw hands at. That's true. He was the assistant coach, so I didn't see a photo with those two. (laughs) And also, probably will not.
0: Who'd you have number one, Scotty? Kansas, the reigning national champion?
1: Well, no. No, I didn't have Kansas. Oh, there were
0: other teams that won the national title last year besides my Jayhawks? It's okay.
1: Well, that doesn't mean that they're the best team now.
0: Because they lost some of the key players. What did you say? Take these preseason rankings with a grain of salt? Yeah, exactly. Okay.
1: I had Kansas in the top seven. I think that's
0: pretty good. Six other teams won. Apparently, won the national title <laughs> last year that I didn't know. Again, David McCormick,
1: Ochai Baji, Parker Braun They're not Walker Christian Braun
0: Oh, I always Christian I've done that like three times now. It's Christian Brown, by the way, too. Even though he spells it Braun Yeah, yeah. Parker, Braun, Parker Brown. Parker Brown is old brother. His brother that Illinois recruited. That's why Parker's name is in my head. All right, who'd you have number one then? Yeah, kind of about on an island there by myself.
1: <laughs> um, there were many votes for North Carolina. Uh, yes. Many votes for Gonzaga. Uh, understandable. Couple votes for Kentucky. Yeah, two.
0: Okay. Fair enough. Two votes. Okay. There was a vote for All Houston, right. and, and who, who had that vote, Scott? Well, it was me. <laughs> <laughs> I. Oh, I'm so a apparently, you like Kelvin Sampson, is what I'm. Gathering from this, I think. So you're gonna get some hate mail from Illinois fans. Yeah. I literally would not be the first time. Um, Did I they impress you so much in Pittsburgh last March? They were pretty
1: impressive, but like they return several key players. They get Marcus Sasser back from injury. Get Tremont Mark back from an injury. Like those guys didn't play from just like early December on, mm-hmm. and they still, you know, made a run in the NCAA tournament. Jamal Sheed comes back. They have two impressive freshmen and Jarius Walker and Terrence Arsenault, and I think just collectively, we all tend to overlook Houston a little bit. And then all of a sudden, it's you know late February, March, like, oh yeah, these guys are pretty
0: good. They're thirty and three going into the NCAA tournament. <laughs> Granted, they do play in the American Athletic Conference, so that has some to do with that. But they're sure. going to move to the Big Twelve soon enough. And speaking of Houston, too, that was a topic that. Uh, Illinois assistant coach Tim Anderson uh talked about when he, he and Jeff Alexander another Illinois assistant coach stopped by the S Bar last Monday night for Monday Night Sports Talk there and I know Scott you were living the life on a private jet which we'll get to later but uh Tim Anderson mentioned that that Houston game in particular last season the the second round loss in the NCAA tournament and just the The number of athletes that the cougars had and the ability to just kind of throw wave after wave uh, it was kind of relentless and uh, i think that's kind of what has helped shaped some of the roster building that brad underwood and his program have undertaken this off season is they wanted they wanted to get more athletic and seeing it up close in person last year at at ppg paints arena that the name correct there you go in pittsburgh that That was a clear indication of of what Brad Underwood and his staff really wanted to accomplish this offseason and adding guys like Terrence Shannon, Matthew Meyer, uh, Ty Rogers, you know, other versatile athletes that uh, Illinois is going to rely on heavily this year.
1: Yeah. And I mean, all the athletes they had last year in Pittsburgh, again, like they didn't have Marcus Sasser, who's their best player, Mm -hmm. and they didn't have Teron Mark, who was their sixth man for the. Mm-hmm. First half, I mean, not even first half, first third of the season. So, like, they just got better. Mm-hmm. They don't have a ton of size, but their style and just how, I mean, they're just a super, like, tough team. I mean, it's Calvin Sampson has built a brand for Houston basketball and it's pretty successful. Now, they've got a pretty interesting schedule. We'll see if I'm validated. <laughs> because um, they play some some tough teams before they get through the AAC um, and we'll see if the, they stay at number one um, or I you know, don't vote for them one week and just slowly slide back into So obscurity. now you,
0: you and Bob Osmos are going to have even more topics to relate upon since Bob is notoriously known for voting mainly Big Ten teams, number one in his AP Top 25 college football poll and then being the only one necessarily to do so Yeah
1: I don't know if college basketball fans in general, maybe those of North Carolina, Gonzaga, Persuasion
0: are as mean as SEC football fans. You were on Purdue's not so nice list a few years ago.
1: And then I think I was right, so they they quietly slinked off into the darkness. Um, But I imagine
0: I might be the king of Houston. You're just looking to get on the same radio show with Lovey Smith is what I'm what I'm hearing. He'd be thrilled by that. It's as simple as that. Uh, all right, Scott, back to what I referenced a few minutes ago, uh, living the private jet life. Fill our listeners in on how you were able to get on a private jet and what that whole experience was like last week for you.
1: So Big Ten media days were in
0: Minneapolis last week. It's a
1: fair question.
0: Uh, I think the Big Ten. Did they move the headquarters to Minneapolis and not tell anyone?
1: No. I I imagine they're still right next to the
0: Fogo de Chao in Rosemont, where they have been picketed before uh, by angry
1: Nebraska football fans. And parents. Yeah. Um, I mean, the women's basketball tournament is in Minneapolis this year and next. The men's tournament is in Chicago this year, but goes to Minneapolis next season. Um, I guess the Big Ten's just trying to spread the love a little bit. And like, it's a good city. Minneapolis is my favorite Big Ten city, because it's like
0: a city. So that's why they moved it, is because you had some sway over Kevin Warren.
1: I would have told Kevin Warren to keep it in Indy. <laughs> it's more convenient to most of the conference mm-hmm. and the media that covers it. Minneapolis on a Tuesday... Not as convenient, and, you know, everyone has to make decisions about what we're going to spend money on mm-hmm. to get places to cover things, and we're not going to spend money to go to Minneapolis mm-hmm. on a Tuesday. And no one was. So Illinois. So No
0: one covering Illinois was. Yeah. Well,
1: no one was. <laughs> <laughs> if we weren't there, there would have been, like, 15 people, 15 media members. How many
0: media people were there on Tuesday, roughly?
1: I mean, there was, f- f- like... 12 or 13 Illinois media mm-hmm. and i think we were like between a quarter and a third of the total right. there were a lot of podiums that were pretty sparsely surrounded when players and coaches were talking um national media wise uh there were like 3 okay um myron medcalf and i'm not sure he counts cuz he lives in minneapolis uh, John Fanta from Fox, Mike of ESPN, mm-hmm. John Fanta from Fox, and then Mike DeCorsi. And again, I mean, he works, works for, the for Big Ten, D- 10 sometimes, mm-hmm. but mostly I mean, sporting news. Mm-hmm. So we'll count, we'll count Mike. That's it. All right. Um, not well attended, and it was going to be even less well attended if the Illinois contention didn't go. So Illinois offered. Mm-hmm. It's was like, if we fly you there, will you go? And
0: yes. All right. Give us the details. What was what was the, the flight like, the seating arrangements? Were you back by the lavatories in the back?
1: Well, we we did sit in the back. Okay. Um, had to leave the exit row open for Coleman Hawkins and Taryn Shannon because they're tall. Mm-hmm. And so Coleman didn't need it. He needed, like, more room. He's 6'10 in all legs. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I never want to fly commercial again. <laughs> I just walked out <laughs> onto the tarmac, into the up into the plane, and then off we were. it was just very, very simple and easy and convenient.
0: Yeah, your next road trip requires a 16-hour round-trip car ride to uh, (laughs) (laughs) to Nebraska. Yeah, that's
1: more (laughs) along the lines of, you know, real life
0: (laughs) on the beat. Um, Quick trip, though, what, you're gone 24 hours or so? Yeah,
1: just, like, almost on the...
0: All right, so take us through the day you land, Tuesday evening in Minneapolis. St. Paul. St. Paul. at, At the private field and... Bus to the hotel? Yeah, the bus was right there on the tarmac. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't have to take an Uber? No. Or,
1: I mean, I would uh, I like riding the light rail system in Minneapolis. It's very okay. convenient. Um, bus to, well, we bused to where the players and the coaches were staying. Mm-hmm. We, we were not staying there. Oh, um, okay. But Lauren, Tate, and I, mm-hmm. well, it was a, a quick walk to our hotel that was really convenient to the Target Center where it was held. Um, all the media had got dinner together. Mm-hmm. Uh, the players and the coaches, believe it or not, went to Fogo to Chow because it was right next to their hotel. Um, and then Tuesday, bright and early, got up, walked to the Target Center, covered media day, then flew back. And uh, the flight back was quick. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they had, to they had the practice. Make we, yeah, well, there was practice. I think. And we had a tailwind, and then also, like, we got to cruising altitude, and the pilot punched it. <laughs> like, he was, he must have had instructions from Brad Underwood, was like, we're going to do this in 45 minutes, and make it happen.
0: So overall, Meadie Day was a success. Illinois, Coleman Hawkins, Terrence Shannon represented uh, the program with Brad Underwood, and Sean Green, and Makira Cook, and Kendall Bassick on the women's program as well were up there.
1: Yeah, I mean... Like, our part went well. I mean, the. the did everyone have a
0: good summer? Off season workouts <laughs> weren't great. I um,
1: mean, that's where. What uh, did Matt Painter have to produce say? Co- yeah, Matt Painter's like, like everyone else, we had a great summer. Looking forward to the season. That's like <laughs> how he started the opening <laughs> statement. And then he's like, uh, I wish someone would come up here. Like, I've always wanted to do it. It's like, yeah, we had a terrible <laughs> summer. I don't think <laughs> things are going to come together. Like,
0: he was, he was good. How, old was it? Brad Underwood, Shauna Green, were they big fans of the opening statement? Um, kept it pretty pretty quick. Okay. Um, get right to questions. Yeah.
1: Unlike Kevin Warren, who left roughly six minutes for questions.
0: <laughs> He's following the Jim Delaney playbook. Yeah. Um directly. Um no no talk of expansion came out of uh Tuesday at all. They're just still counting their money.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um I think what
0: was Kevin Warren said he um, you
1: have to be mindful about expansion. Like he said they're And like main priority now is to make sure they, you know, bring in UCLA, USC, like as seamlessly as possible, which I think it's going to be tough because I don't know if Kevin Warren knows this, but like those are, those two schools are in Los Angeles. (laughs) It's a long way away from the rest of the Big Ten. So what we're
0: saying is Big Ten Basketball Media Days will be in Los Angeles in five years.
1: I mean, honestly, it could be because, you know, they did hold media days in New York and Washington, D.C. not Mm -hmm. long after... Um, Rutgers in Maryland were at it, so
0: it's gonna be a lot of Rutgers beat riders to make the trip to LA for media day for basketball media day. Probably zero, <laughs> um, but that might be the next time that
1: uh, I get to <laughs> fly a private <laughs> jet because I think it'd be a tough, tough sell to fly me out there for one day.
0: Uh, so, media days was was last week. You had that that covered. The one tweet I like that you had from Tuesday was uh, again. Kevin Warren has his talking points, and he sticks with them. The one constant, especially with the meteorites deal that was announced back in August, is he wants to provide content from five for five-year-olds to 105-year-olds. I'd like to take issue. Well, what is my three and a half-year-old gonna watch? But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Or what did he say? Something to the effect of we're trying to keep the Big Ten like. I'm paraphrasing here but prosperous oh. and confident and you know at the top for the next 100, 200, 300, 400 years and you Scott were just trying to get through a busy Tuesday yeah
1: <laughs> I thought I mean it's far thinking very very <laughs> far thinking like maybe it would make more sense to say you know keep the Big Ten you know vibrant and the best conference in the country for the next 10, 20, mm-hmm. 30 or 40 years yeah. but no we're going <laughs> decades, centuries hundreds of years <laughs> in the future um where i assume in 2422 <laughs> like only like the big 10 is the like the last conference standing like, they won that, the, the they won the conference wars of just, the 2300 <laughs> like all all 300 and well by that point all 700 division 1 programs are now under the big 10 banner uh, there's a statue of kevin warren somewhere in you know, minneapolis yeah with, um, he's like carrying a sword <laughs> I mean, that's, you know, not to put too fine a point on it, won't affect me at all. So <laughs> the 200 year future of the big 10. So it was a, he said some things, but that one was a head scratcher.
0: All right. What else uh do we need to know about the line? I, uh, there's going to actually be. Basketball played at State Farm Center before the eventual national champion Illinois football team plays another game this season.
1: Yeah, uh, exhibition on October 28th against Division II Quincy. I won't see it.
0: Nope. You'll be, so, like, you'll be enjoying gonna, some Runza. I probably have to try. Lincoln, Nebraska. Runza. It, you've never had Runza, Scott? I've only been to Lincoln twice. Okay, so have I. Every time, it's a stop. This is is your first trip with Bob Osmussen, though, right? Yeah. You've you've just gone solo.
1: Yeah, where I I can pick water. Okay.
0: It's a delicacy.
1: I've heard about it. It's
0: not bad, actually.
1: I mean, it sounds like something I would probably eat. Yeah. And I like to try different things.
0: You're going to... Bob will treat you to the fine foods of Nebraska. It's crazy, though. It's an underrated city. Lincoln is, I feel. Um, It needs to host Big Ten basketball media days at some point.
1: Well, that'd be fine. Pinnacle Bank. Yeah. Um, And, like, the area... Around their basketball arena, at least, like the Haymarket region. Mm-hmm. And you've Center. never
0: been to Memorial Stadium there, right? No,
1: I'm at my first football game.
0: Nice nice venue. Cross They'll, one they'll treat the you right there.
1: Um, it's crazy to think. I, I'm not going to get a chance to see this basketball team play until their opener against Eastern.
0: Yeah, and uh, I'd like to see them now. Breaking football news on this Illinois podcast, but uh, kickoff time for Illinois-Nebraska uh, was just announced as we're recording this, and... uh Nice two thirty p.m. kickoff on uh, a beautiful fall late October afternoon uh, between the Illini and Cornhuskers. And Scott shaking his head because he well he really likes the eleven a.m. kickoffs, but uh, two thirty is the optimal fan prime time or fan viewing, I'd say, experience.
1: Yeah, I'm not here for it. <laughs> <laughs> but on the basketball front, you know they do have the exhibition against Quincy. Mm-hmm. Um, be the first time fans will get a chance to see this Illinois team. They'll see it before I do. Congratulations. guys! Congratulations. Um, but this weekend, um, or Friday, maybe Saturday—I <laughs> don't know. It's this weekend. Uh, the not so secret scrimmage is happening against your Kansas Jayhawks in St. Louis. Um, be nice if I was invited, but. Can't it's got to be se- it's got to be secret? But then I
0: everyone, like how it, yeah, will, everyone yeah, will talk about it after yeah, it happens. I like how it's a secret scrimmage, and then Jeff Goodman gets all the teams that are playing each other. They're literally <laughs> a list of every
1: "quote unquote" secret scrimmage, and then I know there was a couple that happened this past weekend, and then like there were stats like shared on Twitter <laughs> by people. It was like just let them talk about it, like. I don't understand the NCAA most of the this time. This is the one thing they can still hold on to. <laughs> We've lost all. control over everything else, but <laughs> secrets you will not talk about <laughs> playing Kansas in some gym in St. Louis.
0: That's Do they go to the Dome in St. Louis? Do they go to uh, Enterprise Center? Do they go to the practice gym at SLU? Do they go to CBC? Do they hold it across the river on the metro side of Illinois? You know, All these questions need, need answers
1: can't have them secret all right
0: um yeah they have like the ref sign like nda's i mean base i secure whoever's working because like, someone has to let them in the gym yeah but then they you can't stay you have to leave i wonder if bill self and brad or would hatch this at gordyville uh, back probably. In april i mean
1: I'd, i mean, i'm sure they probably talk other times mm-hmm. but like when they're you're in the same room it's like hey let's let's play in october okay
0: great where well, St. Louis sounds good. Bills like is is Kofi coming back? <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. Well, then we'll definitely we'll, we'll play you. Um, like so got a secret f- scrimmage coming up that's not so secret. Although, who knows what'll what'll come of it? Um, practice continues rolling wrong. Any uh, any read between the lines from what Brad Underwood has said either at media day here uh, on campus at the U of I or. Uh, at Big Ten media days?
1: Well, I mean, I think we've heard a lot of the, the same stuff, but, I mean, some of the the injury stuff was notable, at least. You know, Sky Clark had a, was out for a little bit of time in practice with a concussion, and those are always, we saw last year with Andre Carbello, and he had a history of them, so mm-hmm. that was maybe more of an issue, but, like, don't want to mess around mm-hmm. with that. Uh Matthew Meyer had you know, dealt with you know, didn't get to Champagne until you know, kind of mid latest July, just because he was finishing up at Baylor and had a dealt with a kind of a back issue, you know, through the the rest of the summer. Still I'm not just the way he was talking isn't quite there yet mm-hmm. from a health standpoint. Um so you to see kind of where he's at as the season is you know, coming. But uh, Terrence Shannon Jr., you know, kind of dealt with his own back injury all of last – not all of last season, but for a good chunk of last season, the Texas Tech said he feels as good as he ever has. And, you know, like, a lot of the not weightlifting stuff that mm-hmm. Adam Fletcher does with the team, and, like, he's really focuses on a lot of that, has helped mm-hmm. Terrence I mean, Pilates and yoga and – and Fletcher is also a licensed uh massage therapist massage therapist, and yeah has that available and and they do tumbling like in the talking I got a chance to see al
0: I was gonna, I was you gonna I was gonna be my next segue yeah. so i just i seg us there anyway there you the, go
1: in the weight room, the strength and conditioning center, the performance center mm-hmm. whatever you wanna call it there is like a a section of the floor that they use for some of their tumbling, and it's very springy. It's like mm-hmm. a gymnastics floor. Um, so, yeah, Adam Fletcher is all about different ways to mm-hmm. keep these guys healthy. And for the most part, it's done, it's done just that.
0: All right, so last Thursday, if you didn't spend enough time with Brad Underwood and Josh Whitman and others in the Illinois men's basketball program after flying on a private jet from Willard to St. Paul, Minnesota, last Thursday, you and the rest of your media brethren uh, were able to get a inside look at a renovated urban basketball complex. Is the project fully done now? Sandy? No. Okay. The, there's
1: a lot of, like, finishing touches okay. that haven't been completed. And then, like, the one main space that is not done yet and is not – I mean, they haven't even really started. Is like the – it's just off – it's in between the weight room and – uh, the athletic training spaces is, is like the recovery room mm-hmm. where they're gonna have like a cryo chamber and a infrared sauna and all c- sorts of things for recovery. Like that's a big piece mm-hmm. now.
0: How how different is the inside of Ubin from the last time you set foot in it? And I don't even know when that was.
1: <laughs> I was thinking about that um, as I was you know driving over there last week. And the last time I was in Ubin was.
0: Two what two days before was it the, the right before the pandemic started? Like, okay, I couldn't remember if you remember over there. The Big Ten tournament home. was
1: canceled. That was <clears throat> last
0: time. That was sort of crazy to think about like, having we a media to... scrum with Brad Underwood and I would assume. Who...
1: Yeah, just like ask Brad, like, so this COVID thing, like, what is it what does it mean? <laughs> yeah, we all found out. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um,
0: so how different is up and now compared to the last time you were in there two and a half years ago?
1: Well, it's bigger. It's mm-hmm. twice as big as it was roughly um about 80,000 square feet um the it's similar but also like very different at the same time if because uh, it, it's still like a mirror image building like the men's side and the women's side mm-hmm. they have all the same spaces um so they've just flipped sides the men's team is now closer to s- state farm center okay um so they're on the west mm-hmm. um, but they've added like two half courts that run parallel to the f- main practice court. So that there's more space in the gym itself. Mm-hmm. Um, in between the practice courts for both teams is where the weight room used to be, where, um, Like training mm-hmm. space used to be. Um, that is just storage now because storage at old oven used to be wherever they could put things. Mm-hmm. It was, like, sometimes it was like, you know, they'd have equipment just, like, in the corner of the court because there was no room for it. There were stairwells at either end of the building that no one really ever used. It was good because they were full of stuff. <laughs> um, so now they just have, like, dedicated storage space, and, like, mm-hmm. Brad Underwood mentioned that as being... I mean, it seems like a little thing, but yeah, but. You know, they had players, like, diving on the floor, running out of bounds, and, like, running into, like, the gun, or... You know, different pieces of equipment that were just on the sideline because there's nowhere else to put mm-hmm. them.
0: Um, that is a basketball tool, not an actual oh, gun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're typing it. <laughs> It's It's like an automatic rebounder. Yes, exactly. Like that's you shoot best, it and the best ball way way to describe describe it back to you. Yeah, there yeah. you go. <laughs> Didn't <laughs> <Yeah>. want our <laughs> listeners to get confused <laughs> with that.
1: <laughs> but everything else is fairly different. Like, the players have... A lot more of like their own space with you know the locker room is bigger, um obviously it's all i mean brand new I mean mm-hmm. they have a lounge, and like that's coaches don't really you know ever go there much 'cause like they just want the players to have kind of their own space, but like much better than it used to be. it's just there's the athletic training space is way bigger, mm-hmm. like Paul Schmidt has room to work with mm-hmm. guys now um. It's just, there's just more of everything and it's just bigger and brighter. Like mm-hmm. there's used to be like, I don't know, like no windows essentially in the the entire building. There's a lot of natural light. It's just, it, it feels like a better space. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a little feng shui there for you.
0: That's okay. That's all right. All right, Scotty. Well, we've covered a lot of topics. I apologize that you're not going to fly on any private jets anytime soon. Yeah. You going to see a lot of Interstate eighty. <laughs> here in a couple of weeks. Good chunk of it. Western Iowa is an underrated part of the country, I'd have to say. It's a little, a little hilly. Sure. Um, I mean, I, I've, I've driven it. Oh, yeah, you have. I forgot. I thought you only flown there. No,
1: I drove there last year
0: for about Okay, a fair enough. All right, you know the drive. Yeah. Yeah, you get to make it with Bob Osmussen in a couple of weeks and get to see the 18th-ranked Illinois football team. Maybe they'll be move up a spot or two. Maybe they'll get the bye-week bump after... Uh,
1: you could. I mean, teams lose and mm-hmm. through no
0: effort of your own because you've just been chilling for a week. Just get ready for a busy December, Scott. Illinois and Indy for the Big Ten football title game and yeah, basketball season. and Busy January,
1: effects. Illinois playing in the New Year's Six Bowl.
0: Maybe college football playoffs.
1: Going to take a lot of wins between now and then.
0: But who are they going to lose to, Scotty? Well... Nebraska.
1: Nebraska played with Purdue on Saturday Still night. Still lost. Still lost. Uh, I mean, Michigan. Okay, but they got... Top four team in the country. All right. And they're
0: at the games in Ann Arbor. It's a trap game. I've been saying it all... Trap game ever. for Michigan because they Yeah, got they got to Ohio, the Ohio State. State the next week.
1: Could be, but they might be able to escape the trap.
0: Uh, and then that's going to be a big noon kickoff on Fox. It'll be big 11 a.m. kickoff in Champaign, but you're going to have Gus Johnson on the call, and he's going to... Provide, he'll sprinkle some Gus Johnson magic. So
1: I think the funniest thing about the big noon kickoff <clears throat> games this year,
0: as we so finish they're all football. Michigan? Well, yeah, but like <laughs> Urban Myers on the broadcast,
1: so he's had to go to Ann Arbor like four <laughs> times already this year.
0: That's a good point. i sure point. he's
1: beloved there. Um. Yeah. But, I mean, it's been, as we mentioned, a long time since all my football and basketball were nationally relevant at the same time.
0: Yeah, and here we are. Interesting space. It's very, very interesting. All right, Scotty, a lot of wrap-up this week. Thanks again for all your hard work and dedication and writing talents and podcast talents and everything else that you do here for us at the News Gazette and uh, alignhq.com. We'll be back next week. Have a good week, everyone.